From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all declining. And this update is brought to you by Herco, an American industrial technology company with global reach and a long history of disruptive innovation. To learn more about Herco, visit hurco.com slash investors. NASDAQ, ticker symbol, H-U. RC. Now let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. And here's Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Equities are under pressure around the world following that North Korean nuclear test and the Fed's Rosengren's hawkish comments. Dow is currently down 300 points. SB's dropped 41 and Nasdaq is lower by 104. Both the Dow and S&P fell below their 50-day moving averages. The small cap 600 is down 2.6%, and the U.S. 10-yield hit 1.67%, driving higher-yielding stocks lower. All 10 SP sectors fell, led by losses in telecom, utilities, and the materials. Dow Transports dropped 209 points. Nasdaq Biotech's fall 81, and the VIX is up by 32%. Dow leaders to the downside included Verizon, Coca-Cola, Bowling, and Caterpillar. Finisar surged as much as 18% after its results, while Diamond Offshore fell 10% amid declines in energy. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All righty. Thank you very much. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. If you happen to be a shareholder of Pier 1 Imports, the retailer, um, you'd be forgiven if you uh, feel as if you walked off a pier. In the last two trading sessions, Pier 1 Imports stock has lost nearly 20% of its value. Here to tell us more about the consumer discretionary sector of the economy is Seema Shah, our consumer discretionary analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. Uh, you can follow Seema on Twitter at Seema M. Shah. Bloomberg Intelligence, of course, providing unique and real-time research in a variety of industries as well as markets and government factors that affect business. Our terminal customers can access this function by just typing B. I go on the Bloomberg. Seema, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Um, you heard what I said about Pier 1 imports. Right. I'm wondering if you can kind of dissect those results, but in the context of 
perhaps overall weakness in consumer discretionary spending? Sure. For Pier 1, pre-announced uh, their two Q results. They're actually supposed to report at the end of the month. Their same-store sales fell 4%, but this is in spite of a rise in e-commerce by 300 basis points in terms of penetration year over year. So what that tells you is they've been spending money on their omni-channel investment, but they're not picking up extra sales or extra traffic. So Omni, just to, just to clarify, omni-channel means they'll sell it to you anywhere, whether it's over the exactly. internet or over the phone. Whatever or works whatever. for right. you. And what's happening is you're seeing them basically destroy value in the company because they're spending money and they're not getting a return on it. And what I think is happening is they're, just, they're not seeing the traffic. And poor traffic is permeated across the retail industry. Target mentioned it. Um, in fact, Barnes & Noble's mentioned it. I heard you talk about them earlier. And what he said that was very interesting is many of these retailers have historically been located adjacent to other retailers that drove traffic. So when their peers in other categories, say Barnes & Noble and Best Buy, they both see traffic decline, it multiplies. It's a multiplier effect so that the, tra- the negative traffic experienced by both is even higher. And I think that's something to take into consideration. So you have that aspect, and I think generally – Consumers do have less extra money to spend. And if they do, they have to spend, they have a lot of necessary discretionary items to spend it on first before spend it on fun stuff. Before we get into the, the details of, of, of that kind of discretionary spending, I'm wondering if you could just sort of put it all together when what we've heard about department stores, because we know that Macy's is in the process of exiting 100 locations or more. Right. So as we've seen people move online, a lot of retailers are closing locations, and the ones that they are leaving open have to be very productive, um, generating positive cash flow, and they're trying to eventually integrate those stores into being distribution centers so they can ship product from those locations to lower freight costs and also to get the product to the customer quickly and better compete with Amazon. So what you're seeing across the board is the United States just has too many stores in too many categories. It's everybody overbuilt in the late 2000s. Now they're trying to close it and be nimbler so they can compete with Amazon and the other players that are coming up. What have you learned from the Goldman Sachs uh, Consumer Conference? Um, there is a lot of focus on omni-channel, which we discussed earlier. That's really where every retailer is trying to go it. I think in terms of the consumer, it's been mixed. Tractor Supply pre-announced and said that things were weak. And while they cited weather, energy-related states, and also agriculture, it seems like the negative effect from those commodity shocks is spreading to communities. So, and then, and I think, you know, even the dollar store spoke about um, a weaker consumer on the low end. So I think that's pretty broad span of companies. And then you have Restoration Hardware last night, which, you know, has performed well today, but their core their core comps were down 3%. So despite the fact that their total sales increased, a lot of it was from the acquisition of Waterworks and some of their new stores. So the core business is still slow, and you're still seeing retailer site driving traffic as a problem. And that's sort of what we saw at the consumer conference. Luxury retailing. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Um, luxury con- retailing continues to be tough. Tourism, you know, they're going to anniversary, which means so like the start of the decline in tourism starts at like Q3. So you'll see easier compares for these retailers. So they might do better year over year and versus street estimates. But global, uh, I guess a global tourism remains weak. Other par- other regions of the world continue to remain weak. And even the Chinese tourists who used to be coming here and spending, they've increased their tourism within their own geography, within Asia. So that also hurts retailers here. And the U.S. luxury consumer is not picking up the slack. 
I waited for last to just tell, ask you about the Amazon effect because that ends up being something that's a bigger and bigger footnote impact, maybe a paragraph now. Yeah. Amazon stealing business from everybody? I think for the most part, yes. Maybe not in a specialized brand, maybe not in high-end jewelry, but I think what they – they're number one, and I think it's really, as I mentioned, a race to number two in your category. And that's what people are spending on, on having an app, on having that seamless transaction. But as I mentioned with Pier 1, a lot of these retailers are also seeing value destruction in terms of their return on invested capital because they're not getting that sales return. So Amazon continues to be a threat, and they move into more and more categories. And you have to be nimble if you want to compete with them. And survive. Thanks and survive. very much. Seema <laughs> Shah you. is our consumer discretionary analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. For more on Bloomberg Intelligence, just type BIGO on the Bloomberg. Thank you. Coming up on Taking Stock, former Minnesota Governor Jesse Ventura. He is gung-ho on his marijuana manifesto. We've got details ahead. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.